Today's reading comes from the book of Acts. The council's letter to Gentile believers. Then the apostles and elders with the whole church decided to choose some of their own men and send them to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas. They chose Judas, called Barsabbas, and Silas, two men who were leaders among the brothers. With them they sent the following letter, the apostles and elders, your brothers, to the Gentile believers in Antioch, Syria, and Cilicia. Greetings. We have heard that some went out from us without our authorization and disturbed you, troubling your minds by what they said. So we all agreed to choose some men and send them to you with our dear friends Barnabas and Paul, men who have risked their lives for the name of of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, we are sending Judas and Silas to confirm by word of mouth what we are writing. It seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us not to burden you with anything beyond the following requirements. You are to abstain from food sacrificed to idols, from blood, from meat strangled of animals, or of strangled animals, and from sexual immorality. You will do well to avoid these things. Farewell. The men were sent off and went down to Antioch, where they gathered the church together to deliver the letter. The people read it and were glad for its encouraging message. Judas and Silas, who themselves were prophets, prophets, said much to encourage and strengthen the brothers. After spending some time there, they went. They were sent off by the brothers with blessings of peace to return those who had sent them. But Paul and Barnabas remained in Antioch, where they and many others taught and preached the word of the Lord. Sometime later, Paul said to Barnabas, let us go back and visit the brothers in all the towns where we preach the word of, word of the Lord and see how they are doing. Barnabas wanted to take John, also called Mark, with them, but Paul did not think it wise to take him because he had deserted them in Pamphylia and had not continued with them in the work. They had such a sharp disagreement that they parted company. Barnabas took Mark and sailed for Cyprus, but Paul chose Silas and left, commended by the brothers to the grace of the Lord. He went through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. You may be seated. Family, if you need a Bible, please raise your hand and uh, someone will bring a Bible around to you. We are excited to get into God's word today and uh, hear from him. And so if you are new with us, we want to invite you to... uh, Raise your hand if you have a question, even in the midst of us preaching, because we want you to be able to understand the text that we're going through. We simply ask that if you have a question, your question uh, would be something that would help the whole body. If it's a small detail that just would help you personally in your understanding, feel free to talk to me after service, and I would love to dialogue with you about that. But if you have a question that seems unclear and maybe the rest of the body could be blessed by it, uh, feel free to ask the question. And uh, if I can't answer it on the spot, I will definitely get back to you with an answer. Uh, would, you raise, would you please go before the Lord with me in prayer? Jesus, you are our king, our great reward. So as we come to you today, Lord, we come to you with joy, asking you to... Uh, Calm our our lives, calm our thoughts, calm our minds, and allow us to focus on you, Christ. 
Would you, Jesus, allow uh, the words that flow even now uh, to be led by your Holy Spirit so that we may be able to uh, bring glory to you, Christ? It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Family, I've I've always enjoyed understanding how things work. Uh, Some of you have that that background. Some of you are mechanics and you love working with your hands. Or or some of you are are, um, uh, maybe doctors or chemists. Or maybe you have just a background where you like understanding how things work. Well, I've always had that that passion. But it's, it's never been something mechanically inclined. It's always been from the understanding of people. I was a kid and I loved watching the A-team and it was cool to see how the A-team all came together for, for, for a unified purpose. And if I began to start saying, naming off teams, a team that's been assembled, you guys would be able to, to understand the purpose for which it was assembled. So let me, let me name off a few teams and you tell me what rings to mind for you. If I, if I named a team like, like the Avengers, what's the purpose of that team? Saving the world. Come on. <laughs> if, I, if I said, if I said uh, a, a group of Navy SEALs were assembled for a certain reason, what comes to mind? Exactly, right? Or, or if I said a group of detectives coming together. Solve the crime. Right, exactly. What if I said... Dr. Martin Luther King and the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, this, this group of people coming together with Dr. King, what are they seeking to combat? Injustice, inequality. And so, family, as we dig into our text today, we're going to see a team assembled, a team assembled by the church for a purpose. There's some inequalities happening. But, but there's also a champion, there's an encouragement that's going to be happening. So if you would, please, open your Bible to chapter 15 in Acts. And we're going to be looking at verses 22 through 41, which we read today. And, and if you are just coming with us, uh, we are, we are uh, as Pastor says, jumping on a, you're jumping on a, a train that's already moving. So we're 15 books in, uh, and I can't go over the entire sermon from last week because it really sets up this week uh, and has a good portion of our sermon this week and last week. Uh, but I do have to recap two, two main points. The first main point is that in verse 1, Of chapter 15, we see these groups called the Pharisees, and they're saying, hey, unless you circumcise according to the customs of Moses, you can't be saved. So now they're saying, hey, if you don't get circumcised, you're not saved. But that's a problem because they're now heaping on a new rule to what it means to be a believer. And so Paul steps in and he says in verses in verses eight through 11, he says this. He says, and God, who knows the heart, bore witness to them by giving them the Holy Spirit, just as he did to us. And he made no distinction between us and them, having cleansed their hearts by faith. Now, therefore, why are we putting God to the test by placing a yoke on the neck of the disciples that neither our fathers nor we have been able to bear? But we believe That we will be saved through what, y'all? Through the grace of the Lord Jesus, just as they will. So not saved through the circumcision, 
but saved through grace. So Pastor Russ hit, hit us and helped us understand that last week. And so it is that backdrop that we enter into this week. Okay? A backdrop of us all being equal through the grace of Jesus. And so we, we enter into our text starting at verse 22, which says, Then it seemed good to the apostles and the elders and the whole church to choose men from among them and send them to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas. They sent Judas called Barsabas and Silas leading men among the brothers with the following letter. With the following letter. The brothers, both the apostles and the elders to the brothers who are of the Gentiles in Antioch and Syria and Cilicia. So first you got to know who this team is, right? You got to know who this crew is. First you have Paul and Paul is a missionary. He's gone out and he's going to be taking the gospel to the Gentiles. But he started off as a villain. He started off as, as an opposer of the church. And then, and then the Lord grabs his heart, transforms him. And now he's one that's advancing the kingdom of Christ. And so you then have Barnabas. Now Barnabas is, is a brother that's, that's preaching the gospel. You know, he's, he's, he's one that is with the Jerusalem's council. And Barnabas is the first guy on the scene that says, hey, I know y'all are scared of Paul. I know Paul used to crucify us. But trust me, trust me. Paul is the man now. Paul loves Jesus now. Paul is actually going to transform the way, the, the way that we take the gospel unto all people. He's okay. So Barnabas vouches for Paul. Have you ever been vouched for? I, I remember once in, in a worldly way, I'm in D.C., I'm kicking it with my boys. We all are going out to the club. The club has a line all the way down the street, around the street. And I see one of my homies and he's like, come roll with me. We get right up to the front door and he just tells the bouncer, he's with me. Yeah, I'm with him. <laughs> and I walk right in. You know, he, he, he vouches for me. And then before I knew it, I'm surpassing the line. Another way, and I was just talking actually yesterday with, with Pastor Russ about this. Um, so my wife and I were, were dating, and I'm trying to find places to attend seminary. And I'm, I'm looking at about eight different schools. And I can't, I, I don't know the difference between the schools. All I know is every school I call, I'm having all types of roadblocks. I mean, people losing my application, my check not getting there somehow, like all types of craziness happening. My wife's, some of you guys might not even notice, but Rebecca and Eric go back as far, and Pastor Russ go back as far as middle school. So she says, you got to talk to my brother because he's out in Boston at some school doing ministry. Connect with him. So I call him up. Hey, man, this is what I'm planning to do. I'm about to marry your sister, hopefully, but I'm just saying. I also want to love the Lord, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) And before I know it, he's like, look, I want you to call this guy at my school. I'm going to make a, I'm going to just put in a word for you. I'm telling y'all, it's like, it's one of the, the marquee moments in my life where I really saw God just open up every door. I mean, from the opportunities were such a blessing and he vouched for me, you know, he vouched for me. But family, you, you, you got to realize that this is a concept that we see throughout the Bible as you will be vouched for someday 
after you take your last breath. You're going to meet a holy God. And this holy God's not going to say, Matt, how many, how many people did you save? You know, Katia, how nice were you to your kids? This holy God's going to say, how do you pay for your sin? And Jesus is going to step forth. Jesus is going to step forth and say, I vouch for Leah. I vouch for Josh. I vouch for Tamara. Family, this is a picture of the gospel. And we're getting to see an intimate relationship. This is Paul and Barnabas. They, they're tight. They're tight. They're going on journeys together. They're advancing the gospel together. Trusting in the Lord together. But we don't, we don't get a, a really big picture of, of the other two homies. We don't get a big picture of Judas, uh, Barsabas. He's mentioned only here. Don't get him confused with Judas Iscariot. Not that brother. Different brother. Different Judas, all right? This is Judas Barsabas. He's only really mentioned here. And then Silas, he's a co-author um, with Paul and Timothy of two letters in Thessalonians. Um, also in 2 Corinthians, it mentions Silas as having preached with Paul and Timothy uh, to the church in Corinth in 2, um, in 2 Corinthians uh, 1.19. Um, and then also in Peter's first epistle, uh, it regards Silas as a faithful brother. But we're just, you're getting the character of these men. You're getting the character of this squad. You're getting the character of this team. And so I, I want to pull up this little image because I need you guys to be able to see kind of what's happening here. So, so what's happening here is, is uh, the building of an argument. Because you have on one hand, you have the Pharisees. And the Pharisees are saying, you need to be circumcised in order to be saved. And they have their side. But now on the side of, of this team that's been put together, the side of that team is the apostles, elders, and the congregation. You see, Luke could have easily said, hey, and the believer sent them. But what he's trying to do is, is help you see, no, there's a case of people who are saying, no, what Paul, Barnabas, Judas, and Silas are saying is what we as the covenant community, what we as believers believe. So now you try to weigh those arguments. You got one homie saying something or you got a whole group of people saying something. And so now these, these, this team is going to be sent to represent the perspective of the entire church. And they are going now to the Gentiles. They're going now to Antioch, to Syria, and Cilicia. But they use a term to, to let those that they're going to know how much they are cherished, how much they are appreciated, how much they are loved. And that term is brothers. You see, it's first referred to uh, as it relates to the apostles and the elders. But then it's also used to greet the church, greet the Gentiles. So now these homies that were ver once you looked at as uh, villains, as dirty, as couldn't be further away from the people we want to do life with are now spoken of in a manner of equality. Brothers. Brothers. And intimacy. You mean we're family? You mean we're, on, we're, we're one? It was just a good encouragement to me to, to even be mindful of, of the words that I use that can bring dignity. You know, that can, that can bring forth uh, encouragement. So then in verse 24, 
says, since we have heard that some persons have gone out from us and troubled you with words unsettling your minds, although we gave them no instruction, it seemed good to us, having come to one accord, to choose men and send them. Send them to you with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, men who have risked their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have therefore sent Judas and Silas, who themselves will tell you the same things by word of mouth. So this concept of, of troubling you, it's not just like, like, like you worry a little bit. It's, it's the concept, it's the, it's the meaning of, of to cause a riot, to, to, to cause great panic, to cause commotion. You see, it's, it's like, like, a, like a, um, I mean, right now we've seen the effects of these types of things as it relates to the Ebola, Ebola virus, right? Like when someone says that, you, what? What'd you say? Like we, we've changed our tenor on this term. When it was overseas, it was like, oh, you know, we hear about it, come and go. Somebody say it now, they could block off this road in a few minutes. You know, it's, it's, it's that type of thing where it's like, whoa, like this is causing confusion among you all, wrecking havoc within the body. This is troubling. But but I also need you to understand that that one accord doesn't mean um, without some without some differences, because you got to remember this whole everything I'm showing you is placed within within multiple people arguing. One group saying they need to be circumcised. Another group saying they don't. And then everybody coming to an agreement to say, you know what, Paul, your authoritative word will submit to. Now, let us send forth these folks. You, you've been in that type of situation before, right? Where, where you, you, and your, you and your coworker, maybe you're in the hospital industry, right? And, and you're in the hallway with your coworker and you're yelling at them, y'all talking, y'all getting into it. But when you walk in that room, we're on the same page, you know? Come on, couples. Come on, couples. You know, you show up to the party, just got into it in the car. You know, y'all just got into it. Why don't you take me on no date nights? Well, you spent the date night money when you started shopping at Trader Joe's instead of Aldi. You know, <laughs> when you walk in the door, hey, you know, we, we won when we hit this door, though. You know what I mean? That, that's the image here. It's the, it's the body. They're going back and forth. We're talking about this thing. But now when it's, when it's time for us to present a unified front to the Gentiles who are, who are coming from a messed up life, a, a whole different set of values, now we present a oneness. We present a oneness. And so we send them to bring forth this unified message. But, but Judas and Silas don't get the freedom as Paul and Barnabas. Paul and Barnabas, they are folks that are, that are, they, they are gospel presenters. They go into synagogues. You want to talk about the gospel? You want to talk about how, how without Jesus, the law is not fulfilled? Let's do this. Silas, Judas, their, their whole role is to make sure that they communicate what the letter says. They, they have to say the same things that the letter says. So it's, so it's like, hey, who are we going to send with Paul and Barnabas to make sure that the letter is communicated? And Paul and Barnabas are now can be there to, to field any questions. But to make sure that the letter is clearly communicated, these two men go. So you see this great, this great connection of this team. 
And then in verse 28, it says, for it has seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay on you no greater burden than these requirements. And, and Pastor Russ went in, went in depth and blessed us uh, last week. But uh, no, better, no greater burden than these requirements, that you abstain from what has been sacrificed to idols and from blood and from what has been strangled and from sexual immorality. If you keep yourselves from these, you will do well. Farewell. You guys get a a snapshot into the history. So you have uh, a community of people with a bunch of different idols, a bunch of different gods that they worship. And so now you want to worship this God. Great. You go take meat. You take that meat and you sacrifice it unto him and you pray unto this God and you do all these different things to it. But you got a marketplace. So in the marketplace, somebody's like, Justin, you done with that meat? Great. Take it. Go down to the market. I got meat for sale. Anybody want some meat? So that's the image you're getting. And you have Jews who their entire life have been set up to be set apart. So even the way in which they eat, the way they eat has regulations. They don't just eat anything. And so now they're coming into an environment where you're saying, you have Gentiles saying, hey, I believe in Jesus. Dude, just because I'm eating this meat don't mean I'm eating a God. You know, it does, doesn't mean that that's, that's the way things are going on. Can we have some freedom? But, but you also got to understand that the Jews are saying, hey, <laughs> freedom, brother, let me tell you something. We're freeing you up not to be circumcised. <laughs> we just came a long way. You got to meet me halfway now. And what you have are these two cultures being called to give up for the sake of unity. So you've got Gentiles. No, sure, you, you're not worshiping God by eating this meat. But if, you're, if your Jewish brother comes to the potluck, he can't eat freely because of the way you're acting. So what does it look like for you to give of maybe one of your freedoms for the sake of unity? But Jews, what does it look like for you not to say your traditions and your ways need to be put upon Gentiles? So now you've got to give of some of these ways in order for them to experience unity. Pastor Russ always says this. He, he says, you know, when you get it, when you get connected into a, a Christian community, you start to realize seriously that that Christian community is really about giving way more than getting. It's about giving way more than getting. And, and, and I, I, I'm telling y'all, I was from a very me-focused Christianity. My wife and I, it was, it was crazy, but, and I, I was preaching on this topic. My wife and I, we're driving home last night. And I'm like, hey, honey, I love this beat to this song. You should hear it. And, then, and she's like, all right. So I'm like, but, but the words is kind of jacked up. She's like, all right. But then she points out something at the end of the song. And it was a gospel song. All right, it's a gospel song. But, but you're right, you're right. It's played on the gospel station. That's what I should say. Let me say that instead. And this is what was crazy. This is what she pointed out. She said, you know what? In the midst of that song, they didn't say God, Jesus, or Holy Spirit once. The whole song was about self. This is my, you know, I ain't going to call the song out. I'm going to be, all I'm saying is, is, but, but I was raised in that type of culture where, where I did hit, hit the, hit the door saying, what's pastor, what's your word for me today? Song, what favorite song y'all going to sing of mine? 
Great. When I leave, who am I leaving with? That's my friend so I can get me something to eat. Like the whole service was focused on me. And, and, and it seems here like, man, this is one, one example of family, us being called to, to be willing to give of ourselves and to not hold so tightly to traditions for the sake of unity. Which, which is messy, right? Because then sometimes you got a brother that, that, that you walk outside and, and he's bumping hip hop and you're like, oh man. But you can't go to Mark 2, 3 and find don't listen to hip hop, can you? So, so it means we're going to have some gray areas, right? Some areas where I might not like it as much as you and you might not like it as much as me. It's going to get messy. But, but family, let us, let us be willing. Let us be willing to, to be a giving body for the sake of unity. And so when they were sent off in verse 30, they went down to Antioch. And having gathered the congregation together, they delivered the letter. And when they had read it, they rejoiced because of its encouragement. And Judas and Silas, who were themselves prophets, encouraged and strengthened the brothers with many words. And after they had spent some time, they were sent off in peace by the brothers to those who had sent them. But Paul and Barnabas remained in Antioch, teaching and preaching the word of the Lord with many others also. A sense of, of encouragement, family. It's 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 like it's like a relief to the Gentiles to say, huh. Like this whole time we've been telling people Jesus is the way. This whole time we've been telling people, like, faith in him, by his grace you are saved. And then these dudes come talking about that we gotta circumcise everybody, and we we was worried. We thought we had been doing it the wrong way. If they right, we've been messing people up. <sighs> they wrong. It was, it was that sense of relief, that sense of, of, of encouragement, that sense of, of breathing breath back into these brothers, back into this community. That sense of relief. I mean, can you imagine if you, have a, if you, if you came to love Jesus? And, and you realize he had done something in your heart. And somebody came up to you and said, do you love Christ? You say, yeah, I do. I do. And they say, oh, oh, that's cool. That's cool. How do you know? Well, by faith and what he's accomplished on the cross and, and through his grace. Yeah, that's cool. But, but did you get your ID? What? <laughs> did, did you buy the ID? Did you buy the saved Christian ID? No. Well, I guess you're not saved. I mean, it sounds crazy to us today that that we would have to present something, that we would have to show something, that something would have to represent what God has done in our heart physically, right? Circumcision, family. That's 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 what had been heaped onto them. And at times we can be tempted. We can be tempted. We can say, You saved, right? So you should never wear pants as a woman. You know, you saved, right? Gentlemen, you need a collared shirt. I want to see a tie. You know, like we can begin to, we, we can come with our own stuff. Don't, let's not get too crazy and act like, you know, we're, we're so far removed from that. It, it, it is an outlandish thought that you would have to present a card. And let that be a reminder to us anytime we're tempted to, to add 
things to the gospel. The beauty of this message, though, and the beauty of this text is that, that many others beside Paul, beside Barnabas, beside Silas, and beside uh, Judas were, were able to keep advancing and sharing the gospel. And so as they moved on, they were, they were at peace in knowing that many others remained there to be able to, to, to share the gospel and keep a, 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 have a firm foundation in the gospel among those Gentiles. So, so let me give you a quick recap. So salvation is questioned and these guys say you got you to gotta be able to, to be circumcised in order to be saved. And then a team is brought together that represents the church. And that team is to take the gospel and take the message that faith in Christ, faith in Christ by his grace is enough. We don't need an additional um, we don't need any additional uh, circumstances, anything added to the gospel. And then they take that message to the Gentiles. That, that message is one of encouragement to them. And then they, they now can, can go forth knowing that there are people that will remain there with the Gentiles to be a blessing unto them. But then we go to an, to another segment, another component, another uh, another part of this text that raises some new questions as we look at the dynamic of the team. And after some days, Paul said to Barnabas, let us return and visit the brothers in every city where we proclaim the word of the Lord and see how they are. Now, Barnabas wa- wanted to take with them. John Mark. You know what? Let me pause for a second. JD, do me a favor. Go back to the, the slide that has the splitting of the crew. Thank you. So the, the team separates, family, because the, the uh, congregation, the Gentiles that they came to speak with, received the letter. And so now you have Judas and Silas going to return back to the church that originally sent them to give the update. Hey, we got there, we shared, people were encouraged. Now they're able to go back and tell what happened. And now Paul and Barnabas would like to do follow-up. So now we enter back into 36. And after some days, Paul said to Barnabas, let us return and visit the brothers in every city where we proclaim the word of the Lord and see how they are. Now, Barnabas wanted to take with them John called Mark. But Paul thought best not to take with them one who had withdrawn from them in Pamphylia and had not gone with them to, to the work. And there arose a sharp disagreement so that they separated from each other. Barnabas took Mark with him and sailed away to Cyprus. But Paul chose Silas and departed, having been commended by the brothers to the grace of the Lord. And he went through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening churches. So so Paul and Barnabas agree. We've trekked through, shared the gospel. Let's now go back through those places and do follow up. Let's connect and make sure that they're thriving in Christ. Okay, both are in agreement to that. But then they separate over this issue. And this issue is that, that in Acts 13, John Mark separates them. He leaves them. 
It actually says here, it says uh, in 13, verse 13, now Paul and his companions set sail. His companions was one whole group, a whole team, and it included Barnabas and John Mark was on the team. They set sail for Pamphos and came to Perga and Pamphylia. And John left them and returned to Jerusalem. So now you get the picture, right? Their whole team is together. And then John Mark says, nope, I'm not going. And he dips, goes somewhere else. So you fast forward to our text today. And Paul and Barnabas get into it. Because they're going to go on a new mission. And Barnabas is like, hey, let's take John Mark. And Paul is like, no, nah. <laughs> that dude dipped on us. You want to take him? Now, let me add a little bit more into the mix. John Mark is Barnabas's cousin. So there's some family relation there. Are you, are you starting to get the making of a great soap opera? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, now this is, this is me just dreaming, okay? So take it as me dreaming. It doesn't say it in the text. I'm saying that one more time. Me dreaming doesn't say it in the text. All right. But you can you can just see how it's like, man, like like Barnabas is like, hey, we going out talking to all these Gentiles, hooking them up, letting them know about grace. Paul, that was my cousin, man. You know, that's my cousin. Like, show him some grace. You showing the Gentiles some grace. Show him some grace. You know, you can just see it. You can also see Paul like, hey, now. You know, <laughs> like, hell on. Now I got to worry about thugs in, the, in, the, in these communities, you know? So I got to watch my back with them. I also got some churches that's struggling and they kind of wacky. And sometimes the churches that I'm going to care for, they want to beat me up too. I got to worry about my crew. You want me to worry about John Mark too, who already showed me that he ditched me? You, you see the tension? We don't know what happened. We, we, I, I can't show you any verses that give some, some, that substantiates that. All I'm saying is these are men. And they're, they're wrestling with, I want to advance the gospel and, and anything that would hinder me from that. Brother might have to take a seat. And so they go separate ways. Barnabas go ahead and grabs John Mark. And can you go to that next slide, that next um, visual for me? Uh, actually, it should be two circle. Thank you, bro. So Barnabas goes ahead and grabs John Mark. Paul grabs Silas. And what we see here is, 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 is a little bit, I'm sorry, you were right, J.D., go back one. Because initially, the goal was always to care for the Gentiles and see Antioch, Syria, and Cilicia uh, equipped to live out the gospel. Now back to that next one for me, JD. And ultimately, that still happens. Ultimately, Antioch, Syria, and Cilicia are still cared for, but it's not by the one team. It's now by two teams. And so God's mission is still accomplished, okay? The, the Gentiles are still cared for. They still get to hear the gospel, and they're still encouraged and equipped. But we do see the the splitting of the team and we do see them go about it separately. And so and so as I I look at this text, um, where where do we go? Because because when you if you just stop here, you got to wonder, right? Like, were they ever reconciled? 
Did, 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 did they ever get past this? Did, did, was, it, it did not stop God's plan. So we can see like there was, there was not necessarily like a, a clear sin that happened in the mind of, of Paul or of Barnabas. Okay, it wasn't just like this clear thing, they were wrong, okay? But, but, but they did intend to do this trip together. And a separation happened that stopped that. It wasn't to the degree that it stopped the gospel, but it, but it did affect the oneness of the team. But, but I want you guys to see kind of a few things that happen that give us some insight in, in, into uh, how God's, how God used it, ultimately, the, the Gentiles were cared for, but some more dynamics of this relationship. So you got Paul and Barnabas. Did they ever reconcile? Well, again, they fought over Mark, right? So now we see Mark being referred to by Paul, and he says this uh, in 2 Timothy. Luke alone is with me. Get Mark and bring him with you, uh, for he is very useful to me uh, for ministry. So that's Paul talking about who? Mark, right? Does that sound like he's speaking highly of the dude that once deserted him? Yeah, speaking highly of him again, all right? So also in Colossians 4.10, uh, Aristarchus, my fellow prisoner, greets you, and Mark, the cousin of Barnabas, concerning whom you have received instructions, if he comes to you, welcome him, all right? So we get, we get another insight. And so it seems like Paul and Mark made up for whatever reason. It seems like he now speaks highly of Mark. I, I'm not going to be able to point you to a scripture that says the same for Paul and Barnabas. There's not a, there's not a scripture that says Paul and Barnabas then did life. There are a couple of scriptures that... I did not put up on the screen, but I'd love for you to take, take two minutes to thumb through in your Bibles. The first is 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. And in this verse and the next one, we're going to have a, a, a presentation of Paul kind of saying, you know what? Barnabas and I are on equal level. We're on equal levels in this ministry thing. So it, it reads, and if, if you're not there yet, I can wait for you. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. It reads, don't we have the right to take a believing wife along with us, as do the other apostles and the Lord's brothers and Cephas? Or is it only I and Barnabas who must work for a living? So now he's referring to Barnabas as his co-equal, saying, hey, is it, is it just the two of us that are an exception to the rule? So, so he's not saying Barnabas is the man, but he is saying this is one of my peers. The next verses we're going to look at is go to... Um, Excuse me. I think it's uh, Galatians chapter 2. Galatians chapter 2. Specifically, we're going to look 
If you look at, we're going to look verses 1 through 13. I'm not going to read them all. I'm going to give you a quick recap. But I'm going to give you one, one specific one. We're going to, that's Galatians chapter 2. And in this text, Paul recounts his acceptance by the apostles. And he speaks of Barnabas as his equal here too. But notice what he also says in verse 13. It says, however, he also writes, um, um, he also writes here that even Barnabas in verse 13 was led astray. And that references to, to, to uh, a, a way that Barnabas was treating people as it related to circumcision at one point. And so, so what, what am I trying to help you guys see? I'm trying to help you see a couple things. One, I think Paul here speaks of Barnabas in a way of saying, you know what? This is a brother that loves Jesus. I, I can champion his advancement of the kingdom. But I also will allow my conversation about him to be redemptive with honesty. So I'm, I'm not going. I'm not going to ignore some of the drama we had. I'm not going to ignore that there were times when he did not have times when he was tripping, time when he was led astray. But I won't let that redefine his character. He's still a man that's an apostle. He's still a man that's on equal level with me. He's still advancing the gospel. He's still going to Antioch, Cilicia. But you know what? This one time he was tripping. And family, I want, I want us to take keys, take some marks from that. What does it look like for you? What does it look like for me to disagree with someone? To not be on the same page. And to be able to, with, with a redemptive flair, say, you know what? But they're still a believer. But you still love Jesus. But God can still use them to advance the kingdom. But here on this one issue... We disagree greatly, and we, we still disagree. But I still want your good. I still want their good. You, you, you see this, it, and, 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 and I'm, I'm, I wish that we had more, more, more meat, more things to, but, but actually it, it kind of plays out well for us that we don't know what happened. That we don't know what happened. Because what we have to do, you won't know what happened with someone that you disagree with, you know? Someone that you may never see again. But when someone asks you about them, how will you speak? Will it be in a manner that, that encourages and hopes for what God could be doing in their life? Hopes for what the Lord could be doing in their life? But not, but, but not in a way that just paints it as a rosy colored experience? It can be redemptive while still being accurate. Family, let that be the way that we do life together in this community. Let it be the way we do life as we go out advancing the gospel in our respective areas of influence. Will you pray with me? Jesus, you are in control of all things, and and we get to rejoice that you vouch for us before the Father. Now, God, as as we want to just worship you, celebrate you, and continue... Uh, bringing glory to your name. We ask God that you would give us the, the, the ability to, to, to speak of all men in a way that points people towards your cross. 
of, of our hope that you would use them in a redemptive fashion. But at the same time, Lord, uh, being honest with, with the way things may tra- take place. Would you grow us, Father, so we may always learn and may always be willing to submit to the leading of your Holy Spirit, which is clearly evident in these scriptures and in our lives. It is in your name we pray, Jesus. Amen.